Welcome to We Are Meaningful, a podcast where we transform the anonymous experiences of black and brown talent into powerful audio narratives. Each month, we center the dialogue around a common theme, providing you, our listeners, with the tools and resources you need to help navigate, grow, and thrive in corporate spaces. Our stories, experiences, and our voices are meaningful. We are meaningful. Hi, everyone. This is Crystal. And this is Krista. And welcome to another episode of the We Are Meaningful podcast. How long has it been that we have been recording these episodes? It's been 84 years. (laughs) Do you know that gift? I do. Protect <laughs> it definitely feels like it's been a really long time. And there are so many weeks where we are so exhausted and we say, oh, do we have to again? <laughs> but it's worth it. Every yeah. time we have this opportunity to, one, come together at the beginning of the month to do the debrief episode, but also when we have the opportunity to connect Uh, with different people, incredible people who share their perspectives about our monthly themes, it's definitely worth it. And then obviously, when we hear feedback from those who listen to our podcast every week, it really just reassures us that it's all worth it. Yes, please, please, please. We need that validation. No, I'm kidding. But um, it does. It it can be It can be hard when you think about everything going on in the world and and you consider like, oh, how much impact does this conversation or this platform really have? So when we hear from the audience such good things, such positive feedback and such like messages of support, it it really does help us remember why this is so important. Yeah, 100%. And speaking of with so much going on in the world, quite a bit has been happening since we last sat down for a debrief episode. So obviously, as everyone knows, we had this incident that happened with Amy Cooper calling the police on unarmed black man and bird watcher Christian Cooper because he asked her to place her dog on a leash, which is required where she was in the park. And What struck me about that situation is that people often talk about Karen, 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 but Amy is so much more sinister than Karen. The way that she turned on this fear really just made me think about the situation with Emmett Till because she threatened to call the police on someone when he hadn't done anything. And she said that I'm going to tell them that there is a black man, an African-American man who is trying to harm me. It was devastating and traumatizing to see that on camera. And then not to mention just last week, we then see the murder of George Floyd on camera. I would guarantee that that track has been run or that video has been played over and over and over again, re-traumatizing somebody 
every time they watch it. And I try to make sure that I bypass that video anytime I see it online. It's just been really, really traumatizing. Yeah, exactly. And especially with this on the like right on the heels of what's happened with Ahmad and Brianna, it's just been so tragic to see all of that like senseless violence and hurt against black people. And sometimes it can it can feel hopeless. So it makes sense to want to separate yourself from it all. I mean, how many times do we have to ask for this? How many times do we have to lose a life until it matters enough to other people? Like the most frustrating part of it all is that people are still denying it. Like how many names do we have? How many cases? How many recordings? Articles? And people still try to say that it's not about race. And they still try to make it seem like this stuff happens to everybody. People die every day. People don't die this way every day. And for some reason, the same group will always find a way to diminish the movement of Black Lives Matter. And I'll never understand it beyond, I don't know, beyond like the idea that it's just fearful to admit that or something about an ego. Some of it is a big knowledge gap around social justice and race awareness. Some of it is just unwillingness and apathy. They just don't care. And some of it is hatred and ignorance. And at this point, I don't know which is more scary or which is, my air quotes here, worse because they all have the potential to bring the same result. And I would challenge that maybe they have in the past. And that's another dead black person. So the title of this month's series is Burden of Proof. Now, we didn't originally have this narrative on the docket. Why did we make this pivot, Crystal? We pivoted on the narrative because we felt a responsibility to add to the collective voice of everyone who is fighting for racial or fighting against racial injustice. And it was really important for us to incorporate not only um, in what, as you'll hear, as everyone will hear when they hear the narrative, not only the, the voice of George Floyd begging for his life before he was murdered, but also the voices and stories of so many people that we have been colleagues with or people that we've talked to on this podcast or anonymously who've shared their experiences about what they're going through in and outside of the workplace. So we were, we felt a responsibility to make that parallel because obviously our podcast is usually about what are black and brown people experiencing inside the workplace. So I would really say that this is a labor of love that I'm I'm really proud of. Right, and, and with that and the fact that we wanted to not only honor his memory, but make sure that it was clear what this narrative was about in incorporating excerpts of his murder, uh, just as a trigger warning to those who are trying to, like, like Crystal mentioned, um, not only stay away from things that are re-traumatizing or potentially triggering, uh, we do include, again, excerpts from George Floyd's murder, murder, excuse me, in this narrative. Okay, so let's play the narrative.
To whom it may concern, and it should concern us all, this isn't an isolated incident, but you knew that. We are constantly evolving to their expectations, adapting to their changing rules, navigating their unequal systems, and yet it still isn't enough. The burden of proof is always on us, and they get the presumption of innocence. How many stories, emails, recordings, articles, data, reports will it take? When will they have the evidence they need to commit to real change for us? They made the game, so they control the narrative, and therefore, the outcome. We're fighting for our rights within a system and space that was built to keep us down. And unfortunately, they also are the only ones with the true power to change it. Please! Please, I can't breathe! Please, man! Please, man! I'm asking you to be intentional. I'm asking you to be objective and equitable. I'm asking you to check your bias. I'm asking you to stand up and challenge. I'm asking for justice, but I'm also asking for the right to exist in peace. Please, 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 I can't breathe. Please, man, please, I'm ah, ah, They are everywhere. They are our CEO, our executives, our managers, and our colleagues. They are secretly policing our black and brown employees. They're dishing out negative performance reviews because they can. They're scheming to disposition us. They are uncomfortable with the cultural differences. They mean well though, right? They are being protected and we are being maligned. They are validated every time we're harmed without reparation. They laugh and tell us it was never about race. But they're always the same folk, and so are we. You know who they are. You might even belong to this elusive they. Do better. Sincerely, people of color. I want to say again how proud I am of this piece and that I hope that it resonates with people when they think about the experiences of black and brown people inside corporate spaces and outside corporate spaces because I think there is a stark parallel between the two. So if you think about this murder of George Floyd that as a black man, he can be murdered on the street 
in broad daylight with multiple people watching on video by police officers and they're not arrested and not charged at the time. And when you're in the workplace, you're also being policed. Your tone is being policed or your hair or whatever it is that they're policing. Still with no consequences when things are held against you and you don't get that promotion or you don't get that raise or you don't get that new job, there are no consequences um, when our bodies are policed in and outside of corporate spaces. Yeah, and I think a lot of the times people like to try and blame it on systems, right? They like to say, well, the system is racist, the policy is racist, the procedure is racist. Sure, but the people who are racist within systems that support their racist behaviors, that's even more dangerous. That's a time bomb because those same people who are policing you, right, and who have those racism, you know, undertones, overtones, whatever it is, they are within a system that supports that and empowers their already ultimate authority. So if you think about it in uh, corporate spaces, right, the same people who are asserting microaggressions in the office feel empowered to do so because of whatever systems in place, but that doesn't take the desire away from what's within them. And the fact that that needs to change. And we also need to think about the fact that microaggressions don't end at 5 p.m. They don't leave the office and go home and have healthy conversations with their families. That often translates into macroaggressions outside of the workplace. Just like racism doesn't stop the minute you walk in the door at 9 a.m., right? Maybe someone makes a sly comment in a meeting and then they leave home at 5 p.m., And then they're speaking derogatorily in their home about people of color, about black people, about what's happening right now, perpetuating this cycle of hatred. It comes into the workplace and it manifests in different ways, depending on, you know, who they're around and where they are. But it becomes even more dangerous when you start to talk about a profession that has, like I mentioned before, the perception of ultimate authority. Now that we have this parallel, what do you say to people who are dismissive or uncomfortable or even argue that it's inappropriate to talk about race at work or on professional platforms? So what I would say to those people who are dismissive and uncomfortable, well, first, for the people who are uncomfortable, I would say that in order to solve the issue, in order to address anti-blackness in order to address racism, in order to address systems of oppression, we have to call them what they are. If we're afraid to say that the thing is a thing, then we'll never be able to fix it. Secondly, to those people who feel uncomfortable, I would say that you're probably doing more harm than good by being silent. Because mm-hmm. I think it's it's easy for people to give you grace if you genuinely say, I don't have the, the words. I know I'm going to mess up. Please give me grace. May I have grace? Because I really want to have this conversation. 
I want to know what I can do to fix it. I've done my research, hopefully, um, because you also don't want to put that burden on people who have been oppressed to educate you. But if you let people know that you really, you are not an expert, you are not claiming to be an expert, please give me grace. People are more likely to give you grace. So I think that giving the excuse that I don't know what to say because I'm uncomfortable or I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing is the wrong thing to say. We have Google. There's so much information out there right now. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things, being very vocal. Please listen in. And for those people who are being dismissive, do your research. Like we have been experiencing systemic oppression and oppression in general since Columbus came to America. This is nothing new. So I suggest that people who are trying to be dismissive, again, do their research. But I also know that we can't save everyone. Yeah. And I would also say, you know, do your research, challenge yourself to have these conversations. Also, reflect. I know that's such a hard thing to ask. It almost feels unreasonable for me to be like, think about who you are. But really, like truly, just reflect. And it's it's not to say that anybody who has any kind of specific thoughts is a bad person, but just reflect on why you have those thoughts. Reflect on why you're dismissive. Ask yourself that. Have you ever asked your ask yourself why you're uncomfortable? Ask yourself why you think this is inappropriate to talk about. Beyond trying to debate it or, you know, incite argument with somebody or be right in a conversation, reflect in a room alone. And I think sometimes people it's hard for them to pat to like fight past any like guilt or shame for anything that they've participated or thought it thought in the past. But one of the most critical pieces to allyship is being uncomfortable. I don't know who this quote is from. It's from somebody. I wrote it on a painting once. Something like greatness begins outside of your comfort zone. Mm. And if there's anything that I'm grateful for at this time, in this exact moment, it's that this is a generation of conversations. Conversations that were never had at this capacity, at this length, a long time ago, even though the reactions might feel the same and the movement might feel the same. The way that we're talking about it, the way that our language has evolved in it is so amazing. The things that we're able to have conversations with each other about, the things that we've realized and the things that we've been asking for are actually the exact same. But I'm happy that we're in a place where the community is able to reflect in a much more introspective way. Yeah, we've said this before on the podcast, or I've said this before. When you're doing that reflection, a lot of people are going to have to come to terms with the fact that what they learned from their parents may not be universal. It may not actually be true. Your mama probably lied to you, unknowingly maybe. But a lot of the things that we learned when we were younger, when we were kids, isn't necessarily a universal truth. 
And I'll also add that I am all down for awareness, conversations, dialogue, but we got to see some action too. And what Mm -hmm. I'm reassured by is like all the people who are speaking up, who haven't been vocal in the past, Exactly. all of the corporations, hopefully many of them don't have empty statements. Um, But what we're seeing is that companies are making statements and people are holding them accountable Mm -hmm. to action. So they're saying that's all well and good that you made a statement to say that Black Lives Matter, but what are you going to do next? So I'm really applauding a lot of the action that we're seeing. My hope is that it is sustainable and long lasting action. Me too, boo. Me too. So that said, let's wrap this up with what our listeners can expect this month. So we're going to have, of course, one guest each week. We're not going to reveal who they are. They're amazing, though. And we're going to have conversations about burden of proof, whether that's inside the workplace, outside the workplace. They will draw parallels. It will be great. I sound like someone. I don't know who you sound like, but you do sound like something. Are we going to talk <laughs> about the summit? <laughs> yes, I was about to, I was about to go okay. there. It was a joke. You're like, it was, it is it going to be good. There will yeah. be lots of people and words. You sound like Trump. That's exactly. <laughs> that, that's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> you sound like Trump. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I want to say that my whole brain is mush right now. If I, I had know. to walk around like this every day, it would not be good. I know. And I think there's just a lot going on. And, you know, we I don't know if we talked about it, but it's worth mentioning just the emotional trauma and exhaustion of what's going on. And I know we'll get into it this month of what it means to be a professional of color. Sure. What it means to be a black professional right now, what it means to be a black leader with everything that's going on and the amount of compartmentalization that you essentially the workforce is asking of you. They're asking you to forget that this is going on so that you can come to work and continue to contribute to their bottom line. Mm-hmm. And that's a different topic, realization and discomfort all in its own and injustice too. For sure. That said, we want to give more opportunities for us to have conversations about Um, being Black in corporate spaces, the burden of proof. So in addition to our podcast episodes this month, we're also having our first We Are Meaningful Summit. (laughs) (laughs) And that's happening on June 20th. We're going to have breakout sessions and you'll have the opportunity to connect with incredible women um, about different topics, again, with the underlying theme of burden of proof. You'll also hear from an incredible curated panel um, about the topic as well, and then have some opportunities to network. So we'll be sharing more information about that in the days to come. 
get your tickets. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be why good. A, I don't know why It'll I'm in great. circus kick. Yes, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> it's gonna be incredible. And I'm really excited, um, you know, for, for all the content that we're gonna bring, but just even the opportunity that's gonna be available for us to connect more than ever, right? Our community is craving this sense of unity and connection and collaboration. And I think that uh, this summit is going to give that to a lot of people who haven't been able to experience either because of quarantine, opportunity, or just what's been going on lately. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the We Are Meaningful podcast. Follow us on Instagram at wearemeaningful.co and visit our website to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. We're excited to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Talk to you next week.